0: To all my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders, welcome to Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt. Episode 38, man. We back in the building, man, each and every Saturday. Live and direct, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Twitch.tv for us last lockdown even sports. Oh, man. Great another week, jam-packed week. We got a lot of topics to discuss. The NBA news is ramping up. We got a lot of NBA, NFL news to discuss. We got some I got questions, uh, topics for our segment this week. So that's going to be hot and heavy. And then we're going to wrap this thing up with our weekly pack of six-pack of picks the nfl uh this week we did real bad last week coach creator uh, we both were two and four <laughs>
1: two. i don't know i don't I, i'm sitting there looking like who in the hell made them picks <laughs> that's what i thought like, i, had to go I back. do not recall it being me right <laughs> i had to go back and re- look at the replay i was like the heck we do that bad?
0: i said we listen
1: we messed around and missed the game and didn't cover i said well, well, well damn it the lcc is trying to take us down
0: yeah they, they, that's what it is we're gonna blame it on them <laughs> them and the fact that we ain't slandered the light skin coalition in a while. We <laughs> we gonna put it on them and they uh in they accurate vigors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: They went out their their lawyers went after our picks. You yeah. know
0: what I mean? That's what they do not they put the fix in on the game. That's what they, they yeah. paid it all. Yeah, yeah. They it yeah, all. they
1: didn't cover. They yeah. didn't cover.
0: Exactly. It's like you listen, they're like Tony and Blue ships. Like, listen, <laughs> we shaving these points, okay? Let's let you know exactly. that right now. We shaving exactly. these points. But yeah, man, we got a lot of things to discuss with today. We got some NBA news to talk about, um NBA season, about a about, week and a half, two weeks away. Some preseason games going on right now. Training camp is live and direct. Kyrie Irving still can't play. But, right.
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I did see that they said that he could practice. I mean, but what difference does that make?
0: You know I mean? I, you miss you know, you, missing 40-some-odd games out of 80, too. Yep. So, I mean, regardless, you can, you can practice all to your heart's content, but you still can't play half the game. So, how much chemistry are you really developing?
1: Hey, you know? listen, they, he better ask Brooklyn to go play at Rucker Park. Well, something move out of move out of New York all together for the right. season.
0: That's 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 a that's an ugly situation. I mean, I just if I'm an investor, I'm throwing away. I'm I'm only getting half my money's worth. Yep, that that's yep. a problem for me. I just yep. I don't know. You walk in and, and you automatically walk into somewhere and you be like, look, you're gonna pay me fifty, but I'm gonna give you twenty five dollars of this work. Yeah, how you yeah, feel about yeah. that? Like that's that's just
1: small money. That's oh, light I, work. Listen, listen, I am I am. uh, Angry less melanated person at the beach when a favorite pizza spot has closed ten it, minutes early. I'm flipping tables. Damn. I'm flipping <laughs> tables and throwing papers. Right. And throwing papers. Damn it, Bob. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> damn it, Bob. <laughs> this is disrespectful. So bullshit. Straight to management. <laughs> knuckle bullshit. This what it is. This
0: is Farfra knuckle bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. had enough, and, had enough of calling <laughs> the managers. I've had enough. enough. Call the Call the stockholders. Call the stockholders. Exactly. We'll get to the bottom <laughs> of this shit.
1: I am going to send an email. <laughs>
0: A sternly worded email. Yes. 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 Yes.
1: A strongly worded email. Yes. And I'm going to CC you.
0: Matter of fact, I'm going to go 14 font Arial bold. <laughs> Times New Roman. Right. you're New. <laughs>
1: 18, 40, all caps, all caps. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. And you and Tyrone can't do nothing about it. <laughs> you and your $8 an hour.
0: Okay, we're good. it's getting ugly now.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's let's get back professional because I feel like I'm going to have a John Gruden moment here. So. <laughs> right, right, right.
0: <laughs> okay, sp- explain that for me. Was it one email or 11? <laughs> I'm
1: reading that as one. As one. Okay. Listen, listen, I know this is jumping a little early. Listen, right. listen. The word that he said, though, if he said that, it might have been wrong, but it was funny yeah, as that's hell not, It really was. It was funny <laughs> but, as but hell. But you had. But this is what
0: you got to do. You got to read it, and then you got to look at the the Morris Smith face. Got to pop in your head when he said. That's what make him funny. That's what make him funny. <laughs> Yo, uh, you know, I I ain't we got a slight I'm not rule. condoning if, it. Right, we got a slight rule. If it's funny, <laughs> <laughs> if it's racist but it's funny, we might let you slide. We might let you might let you out the hood with that one. Like Listen. you know, that's like screaming Listen. that word in a, in a crowd of black people in Southeast yeah. DC. But if it's yeah. but it's so funny, everybody get to laugh. and got a chance to run.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like it's one of those. Yeah, things. we laughing right now because we giving you a 20 second head start. To there you run. go there you yeah. go so yeah. yeah but what he said about his lips though i gotta give him credit that was original because when you think about it now i can't unsee it <laughs> so, i can't listen, unsee it now. Listen, they, they're gonna do us a favor by not
0: re him as president so now we gotta look at him for, for the next four or five years and like you said, we can't unsee it.
1: Yeah, I can't unsee it. I can't, I can't unsee it. Now, the, 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 you know, hey, listen here, Mister Smith, uh... you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, "Damn, he's telling the truth, though." <laughs> <laughs> when you get bigger than Steve Harvey lips, you got you got some things going on in your life, okay? Mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and cool yeah, a whole I pot of I just wanted soup. to say that. John Gruden, if you're listening, if you ever run across this, we give you credit for coming up with the original
0: one. <laughs> yeah, that was original. We hadn't we we don't heard. It's
1: going be used in the barbershop. Right, Trust
0: that. Right, right. Oh, uh, That definitely was an
1: original one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. That's rich. Yeah. That's rich. That's yeah, rich. Like unlike, that. unlike... Uh, your boy Urban Meyer. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Yeah, yeah we, we went to that too. To that. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about Yeah. Let's talk about this. I had a good laugh I had a good laugh
0: my podcast about that because I I just I, I had come to terms at that moment and realized he was out there thought.
1: <laughs> he was out there thotting hard, boy. Listen, you can't jump on that yak and you ain't been used to. It. You got to yeah, get introduced right. to that yak. You yeah, know exactly.
0: I mean? Let's see. See, he must around that every like at that day. Yo, yo, uh, yo. He ain't used to it. He ain't used he to he it. Used, that,
1: he sat on that chair and got that, it backed up on him. That, he didn't listen, know what to do.
0: That joker. That joker didn't
1: ride the plane back with the team. Went to the Come ball. On, man. First step. First step. A bad decision. Right. Didn't ride back with the team. Then he sitting at his own restaurant. Look, look, I'm gonna say that because I got some things to ask questions okay. about with that one. But yeah. listen, you don't take pictures with her. No, either. no, listen, You don't she, do that.
0: She took all kinds of pictures. It was
1: all oh, over Twitter. Like she, listen, she was like, who's this man in the face? Oh, oh man, he—you could tell he lit up. Yeah, he was, he was done. He yeah, was done. he too, he two steps from pissing in the plant. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that sauce.
1: He was that sauce. He was sauced. Yeah, he, he was, was, was gone. He you know was, what I mean? He had that like. Just all in the camera. Right. Man, you don't do that. right? And where's your friends? Right, your friends exactly. should be like, no, Urban. Right, mm. yeah. They should mm. have carried him out of there. Yeah, like, yeah. no, no, we're not doing that. Nope, no, nope, we're not doing that. He's oh. not in the right state as the coach.
0: Right, but this is my thing. Th- this is what kitchen. happens when you go off by yourself. See, when you tell somebody you're going off by
1: yourself, you don't got nobody
0: with you, that's
2: what happens. Yep. that's what happened yep yep see that
1: wouldn't that wouldn't happen when you got the right friends around you'd be like now nah, hey, hey, hey 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 come, hey, come, nah, we're come on going this way now we're going to sit on, on. down man right. you don't even do you know her no no, uh, no you no, ain't no. doing that right we out with you we out with you Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Right. we ain't doing that because we ain't finna get the phone call from your lady and have to explain no, uh, no. we're not doing that you know that. you only come out once a month anyway right can't you can't get locked out right like that no man we ain't got no room when i come for your ass. No, nope, no, nope. right. you know, you know, you can't even fit the couch. Right. You can't even fit the couch. The couch is a baby couch. Right. You're gonna be hanging off, and your whole bottom leg gonna get numb. You're looking like shack point. on the
0: on the day on the baby bed.
1: <laughs> and you fart in your sleep. Right. I mean, you nah, know.
0: No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> nah, I'm good. <laughs> All right, it's gonna be one of them episodes. I'm preparing the audience now. It's gonna be one of them episodes. If you listen to the replay. It's just gonna be one of them episodes. So, so understand that every segment is gonna probably be some comedy mixed in it. So just oh, be ready. Oh yeah. Just be ready. Let's be uh, ready. Yeah. Well, like, we pregame before be the wild stuff. to fight. The fight to fight tonight. And we we pregame before that happened. <laughs> oh man. So <laughs> as we get into IQ, every
1: day.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I that's the still ain't got over to Demore Smith. I just I, I ain't past that, but that's a whole other conversation. So as oh, we get into our NBA segment, we're gonna get we're gonna try to do get these through these topics oh, today.
1: Jesus. Oh, we're gonna uh, let's talk
0: let's talk NBA news real quick let's um okay as we get into uh about, like, about a week and a half I think the season starts around the 18th uh, we're on a, uh-huh. we about nine days away so uh there's some teams out there that made some some savvy moves some re-signing some uh quote-unquote uh free agent moves and trades and things of that nature to uh bolster their roster right. and um, uh, you know outside of the the normal uh you know Vegas favorites the 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 Bucks the the Nets hopefully and Lakers, you know, teams of that nature, maybe the Suns because they're, they're defending Western Conference champs. You know, there's some teams that are are there on my radar, especially that should be teams to watch. You okay. know, to be should should ultimately based upon uh, what, what they look like on paper, they should mm-hmm. they should be a, a threat. You know, in either conference. So starting with the Eastern Conference, I want to talk about the uh, Chicago Bulls. Okay, now that roster from top to bottom, like, what they, would, would they have put together in one off season? Well, you know, I was saying the trade the trade deadline last season and this off season, what they put together in that short period of time looks formidable to me. You know, what's your take on it? Because I'm looking at it like DeRozan, um uh Lonzo, we're gonna call him Lamello, Lonzo, uh-huh. uh uh they already had um Zach Levine. Yep. Um they got um they got uh Crusoe in free agency as well. Uh, DeMar yep. DeRozan. So, you know, that that you know that 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 roster right there, you know, just out of, and Bojevich, uh, don't so forget about my guy. You right, know what I'm saying? So right. they, that particular roster, that starting five at least. I mean, I'm not going to sit up and act like the bench is like, you know, world beating, but that that starting five looks formidable to me from a defensive view and all of his perspective. So how do you feel like, how do you feel they land in the Eastern Conference if they were played eighty two games together?
1: Uh, looking at what I've seen uh, out of two games, uh, I think they've done a masterful job of getting players that play well together and mm-hmm. complement each other. Okay. You know, it's, I, I like to call it, it's not one superstar, but it's a group of high level stars that uh, can play together and everyone understands their role and no one's trying to overplay each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got a good complement of backcourt. Uh, they kept some primary players and then who they added. Um, it looks like a very dominant team. You know what? It it looks like one of those teams that are going to sneak up on people Mm -hmm. and they're going to be in every game just because before you know it, they're just going to, they're going to play you. They're going to play very strong first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, and before you know it, you're going to look up in the fourth quarter and you're down by 10 and they're just going to start pulling away. Right. Um, so I, I like the moves that they've made. Again, complimentary pieces all around. And they probably they have at least two to three people that can come off the bench. Like you said, we're not saying that um, their bench is you know, 9, 10 deep. Right. But the first five plus three, hey, man, they can play with and against anyone right now in the preseason from what i'm seeing as a team they're not gonna you're not gonna see one person probably 40 but you'll see four people with 15 to 20 and a whole bunch of role players what's your thoughts
0: uh wait a minute let's take a quick pause my i have my cord broke on my headphones give me my be
1: right back <laughs> put on in a minute yeah, yeah 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 so uh, for people that are listening in so what we're talking about is the chicago bulls uh roster and what they've done in the off season. And so right now you're looking at uh Alonzo Ball, uh Damar DeRozan, uh Alex Caruso, Zach Levine, uh Nicola, and then when we start getting beyond that, you have Javante Green, uh you have Ao uh Doso Dosan Mu Ao Dosan Mu and Patrick Williams. So A very strong roster, uh, a very good-looking roster with Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan in the backcourt. So uh, Chicago has made some great acquisitions, and they've put themselves in a position to where uh, they're going to be able to contend across the board. You're looking at uh, their point guard being Lonzo. You're looking at Zach Levine being the shooting guard, very uh, athletic shooting guard, and then you got uh, Demar Derozan at the small forward, who's a tried and true NBA vet, and then Patrick Williams, uh, who is out right now with injury, but also you got uh, Nikola uh, Vucevic, who is uh, coaches uh, he he really likes, he's really high on him, and then after that, their second team coming in you have alex caruso who could play the point and the shooting guard role you have troy brown derrick jones uh tony bradley and kobe white are both out right now uh but when they come back healthy uh, that's a starting 10 that could contend with a lot of uh people in the central division so um kudos to the chicago bulls and what they've done to sign uh, some great players to bring in and to contribute, uh, starting with Alex Caruso back in August, all the way up to now exercising the fourth year option on Kobe White and the third year option on Patrick Williams. So that's the Chicago Bulls as coach is going through and getting set back up. Uh, we also have the Miami Heat. And the Denver Nuggets and the Atlanta Hawks as teams that have really done a great job in signing key players and getting themselves and putting themselves in position uh, to make some noise this season, this upcoming season in the NBA. So when you look at also the Denver Nuggets now, the Denver Nuggets have really done a great job as well with point guard monte morris they got will barton who's out uh so austin rivers will start step into that shooting guard role they have michael porter jr they have aaron gordon and nicolo jokic who will be coming off a great uh mvp season to now uh run it back so uh again the Denver nuggets are looking very strong again and unfortunately uh they were doing great things last year but of course lost their uh their superstar to uh an acl injury who is still working we'll probably see him later um in the year uh because of uh, acl injury takes about a year uh, to recover. And so, with that being the case, you know, we're we probably will not see uh, him come back off injury for at least, uh, you know, later into the NBA season with Jamal Murray um, suffering that ACL injury late uh, in the season in the playoffs. And so, he's progressing uh, well, all reports. Uh, But there's no timetable of when he will return. So uh, without Jamal Murray, they'll still be looking to uh, make some noise uh, as a a team that was uh, very scary last year, uh, even though they're 0-3 in uh, the preseason. Um, Again, preseason compared to regular season season. Uh, it's a little different, but this should be a team that makes noise, uh, you know, this year uh, because, I, again, they have a very strong roster. And being in the Northwest uh, Division, uh, they're in the division with Min- Minnesota Timberwolves, OKC, Portland Trailblazers, and Utah Jazz. So, boring, uh, complete drop. By the Utah Jazz, we should see Denver still able to contend for that second spot in their division. Uh, but Minnesota is another team that is, you know, progressing every year. Ja Morant is a high flyer and a budding superstar in the NBA. So, okay, you know, I'm
0: back. Yeah, that little technical yeah. difficulty. Yeah, appreciate yeah. you holding it down. I heard some interference. I was, I uh, I heard half of what you said. The whole thing because. <laughs> My headphones are just—I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they decided to give out mid-show. But, mid-show. Uh, mid-show. Listen, listen. I, I guess the one day off. Yeah, I guess okay. the one day off. But, uh <laughs> but yeah, we're back. So yeah, so um, given uh, so you ended up with talking about the uh, Bulls, and I'm, I missed the part of what you said in the intermission, obviously, because I was fixing it. But right. Um, right. but my take on the Bulls is that I think they can be really formidable. Uh, I think they again. We I think we brought this up when they first uh, combined the team. That they seem well balanced,
2: right? I think them right.
0: and the Nuggets uh, they have a roster that's really deeply balanced, and yep. nobody infringes on the other person's talent, and mm-hmm. that that allows you know for them should make for good team basketball. You right. know, it just really, it really just it really deep dives into how well they play ball defensively would be the only thing that will hold them back. You know, quote unquote, that will be an issue. You know, for them, if they don't play good defense, then you know, just a shootout. You right. know, but but uh, if you played solid defense, well, I think, you know, Alonzo, DeRozan, and the company have been known to do, Caruso especially. He's a defensive specialist type of guy. Right. So I think that, you know, those particular pieces alone tells me that they are, you know, and, and Zach Levine is super athletic. He's a shot blocker. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, for at, least, at least in that regard, they can play good perimeter defense. So, um, yeah, I, I liked what they can do. I really think that them and uh, your boys, the Hawks, are dark horses. You know, just just yes. from from the gate, you know, just the just the move the Hawks made, the move the Bulls have made, you know, uh-huh. I, I, I don't really think it's a it's a it's a given that the the Bucks in the in the Heat and the um, and the Nets will be one two and three. I don't I don't see it as being a guarantee, you know, especially right. with Kyrie's situation being what it is up in the air. So I really think that it's it's a, it's a situation where I'm going to be literally locked into those games early to see how well the Heat uh in the 76ers in the, I want to say the the Bulls and the in Hawks fair against those upper echelon teams. So if they play them well, that that tells me right off that it's not going to be an easy walk.
1: Exactly, exactly. And you know how I feel about the Hawks. Oh you yeah. Know, you know how I feel about the Hawks and because uh, the, the
0: way you feel about Collins is the way I feel about Cam Reddish. I think Cam Reddish is is a bona fide player. Right, so I think they're right, adding right. that particular person healthy and ready to go for another eighty two games. I think they. I think with them matriculating and being together another a whole year, yeah. I, th- I think that's that's gonna be a problem for the East too. I really think so. Um, yeah. So forwarding and over to the West, I would say that the Nuggets especially. I think you know. I don't know. I'm not sure if the Jazz will take a step back or the Suns will take a step back, but I think this I think the Nuggets are built with the right stuff as well. I really do. I think that I think that team chemistry is gonna make a you know make a problematic for a lot of teams.
1: Yeah, you know, I, yeah. Think that, I, I think the only thing struggling for them, of course, is that you, uh, Jamal Murray, being out because he got injured in the playoffs, which was late in the NBA season.
0: Well, it was uh, it was it was the end of the regular season, but yeah, it was it was April.
1: Yeah. But yeah, that that's yeah. the
0: timeline for the injury is is probably All Star break, you know, yep. or later, you know. So, but he could come back right at the right time, you know. I just don't right. know exactly how is it going to be the Jamal that we're accustomed to, or is he going to try to? You know, work his way back. Like you know, if he does, if he comes back at the All Star break, I would literally put him on a pitch count, you know, minute yep. count, and, and just let him work himself back into shape, and you know, yep. get his legs in them, get him co- get some confidence in that leg, and then you know, once the playoffs get there, because I think they're gonna make a playoffs without him, right? You know, so right. I think they'll be a playoff team regardless. Yeah, just that he's gonna be that extra of piece is gonna take them over the top if he's healthy, he's hundred percent. So true. So I think that they're they're a formidable task, they're a formidable team, and, and the task is gonna be hard. To you know, get get past them if you have to face them in a seven game series.
1: Totally agree. Totally agree. I looked at their roster, went over their roster, um, and again, you know, they have they have a lot of good pieces that can play well together. Monte Morris at the point guard mm-hmm. with Barton out right now. Uh, Austin Rivers would slide into that shooting guard role. Who again, Austin Rivers has proved uh, to be a very quiet. I'm not gonna say superstar, but he's a solid good, player. He's a, a solid, solid player. player. He's a, a solid player. player. Yeah. You know, you you sleep on him, he can drop 20 2022 uh, yeah. uh, on yeah. you quick. Yeah, you know. And then Michael Porter Jr., who had a you know he had a good season last year. Yeah, I need uh, him to get.
0: I need him to take that step. Like I think it's yeah. time for him to get that hit that stride and 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 sense that all star type of level. Did because he's an all star. He's all star caliber player. He, yeah. he can play at all star level. He just you know, I need him to take that leap. Especially again when he taking. You spreading around the the shots and the points that, that Jamal Murray will be getting early on, I really mm-hmm. think that he can really. it might be a blessing in disguise that he's that the that Murray's hurt that way he can kind of you know kind of you know get in, get his confidence up and, and build towards you know building his confidence up to the point where he's you know ready to be an elite player. So by the yep. time Murray comes back, he can just fold right back into it. Porter's playing well, you know. You got Aaron Gordon on the wing. You got you know of course yep. Joker playing well. So I think that 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 lineup overall man that's solid man i drew like as a fan i'm really looking forward to seeing them play all together come you know mid-season towards the end of the season i think it's gonna be a good look
1: yeah yeah yeah, i totally agree (laughs) totally agree with that so i look forward to um you know i look forward to what some of um some of these teams will do because again they're 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 very the parody across the league looks good because you have the teams like the Denver Nuggets, the Atlanta Hawks now who went very far in the playoffs mm-hmm. and all it takes is again, a couple injuries, a couple bad games. And before you know it, you know, some of these teams that we've mentioned, the Denver Nuggets, uh, the Atlanta Hawks, the Chicago Bulls could be teams that takes advantage if a team, you know, is not on their game that night. Mm-hmm. And so, I look forward to some of the parity <clears throat> that we're seeing uh, in the league uh, right now.
0: Yeah, like I said, I think that I think the top six teams, you know, however you want to rank them, you know, for sure, are literally, you know, it's 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 a battle. Like you're not going to play that team night in and night out and not have a fight on your hands, right? And either, and that's good for the league because you know they you know complain for years that the West is is, is stronger than the East. Right. It's, it's 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 not the same, but it's closing in. Mm-hmm. It's closing in, so I think that the the competition level on each side is getting is getting up there. It's definitely getting up there. Like I said, I want to throw the Bulls in as a dominant team. You still got the Knicks mm-hmm. from last year, Hawks. I think they're gonna get better this year. So you know those three teams alone, and then you got like I said the, the Nets, the Heat, and the uh, Bucks. That's six teams right there. You yeah. know, what I'm saying I didn't even, yeah. you know bring into you know the Pacers anybody like that. But speaking of the Pacers, um, <laughs> we, we gonna. <laughs> We're gonna get into this, you know, what oh, I call I like to call at this point Simmons saga. You oh, know, geez. because uh, it was reported uh this past week or so that the Pacers could be in the mix to trade for Ben Simmons. Now it's funny too it's funny too because I kind of broached that topic a couple of weeks ago on my podcast thinking that they could get two players and maybe a draft pick for Ben Simmons and it would fit. Right. It, would, it would fit. I mean I'm not sure exactly what the Pacers would do. Um, but Ben but it would fit everybody's need. Because Ben mm-hmm. wants to be the man on his own team, kind of like that issue with Kyrie had a couple of years ago, two, three years ago now, whatever, how long that was. So I wanted to be the man on my own team. Yep. you know. So he wants to be a man on his own team. He can go to Indiana and be the man on his own team. They can move uh, Brogdon and, and Karis LeVert over to the 76ers, and the 76ers are right back at it. Because yep. you got to look at it Karis LeVert running the point. You got you got Tobias Harris and Seth Curry on the wing. Mm-hmm. You got Embiid and Brogdon. I mean, that's, that's a hell of a lineup for me. And you got the young cats coming off the bench still, right? Hey, that's 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 a formidable lineup for me. I, I'm I'm with it. I'm here for that. that would, and that wouldn't add another team to the fold because we don't. The 76 are in flux right now, so we don't know exactly what they're going to be from a competition standpoint. You know, I don't I don't got them as they sit right now with no Ben Simmons. I, matter of fact, even with Ben Simmons, I don't got them beating the Nets or the Bucks in a seven game series. I don't. No, I don't. no. So know. even the Hawks, I don't got them beating the Hawks. We see we see what happened with that. So at this point they need to re they need to refocus their lineup and and get that together and then they can we can talk about exactly where they land in the rankings but overall i think that if they did that for today or tomorrow they did that before the season start or before the trade deadline that makes that makes a, that makes for another formidable team so we're talking about seven teams in the in the east that will literally it literally change the whole game you know so so what do you think right. about what do you think about that and how how does how that trade land for you he uh, sound like you're exhausted. They talk about it. That's what that sounds like.
1: I, ben Simmons is the male version of the Kardashian curse. Ooh, Did he date a Kardashian? Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I like wouldn't be did. surprised. Well, who hasn't? But that's the one I'm causing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so um, I'm just done. I'm just done with him because I I did I went back and read some articles and one of the art articles talked about uh the draft analysis of Ben Simmons. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, I just don't feel good for Indiana if they do get Ben Simmons. If they get him, great. I think it'll be a win for Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh it actually be a win-win for both because uh, the reports, if the reports are true of what they saying about Ben Simmons being back or, you know, are coming back, uh, if he, whatever happens, if the reports are true of kind of some of the, the, the dissension that was created, uh, from his emotions, from his attitude, uh, being in the locker room and everything, I, You know, I don't think that's going to change just by scenery. I don't think that's going to improve just by him going to Indiana. And I just really, you know, I'm not one to knock any player because I do, you know, when you get a second chance, I want it to work out for you. Okay. I just think of some characteristics about Ben Simmons. If he goes to Indiana, I don't think it's going to be a, hey, I'm in a new environment and I'm going to resurrect my career. Um, But it's a win. You know, it's a win emotionally and personally mm-hmm. for Ben because I really think he's on an emotional decision mm-hmm. uh, with Philly. And I think Philly needs to go ahead and sever ties and get those players that could be great role players to help Philadelphia out. So if they are the front run, you know, as being the front runners, I'm all about, hey, make the trade. Okay. Just cut ties at
0: this point you know yeah i uh, I, I totally agree I, and i want to bring bring up to uh bring up bring this up to you as a, as a roster note um yeah. Now, so if i if that trade went through the, like i would just describe so they will so right now they have brogdon Lavert, tj warren sabonis okay. miles turner jeremy lamb and tj mcconnell coming off the bench and toy craig so craig was the guy in this in phoenix last year that was coming off the bench before he got hurt he was playing well so so if you take you take Brogdon and, T- and Karis LeVert off of that team, you put Ben Simmons into the point, you, which would elevate T.J. McConnell to the starting lineup. So You got McConnell, you got McConnell uh, Warren, Le- uh, Simmons, Sabonis, and Miles Turner. That's still a, start, a good starting lineup. True. That's still a good True. starting lineup. I and mean, I feel like the Pacers need to shake things up because the, the way their lineup stands right now, they're just good enough to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then it really will be put up a shut up for Ben as well because you made all these demands. You said you wanted to be the man on your own team. Now, look, come on, come on, show us that your attitude doesn't suck. That you're that you're that you're not a, 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 a trust fund baby. You know that you know that's he acts like a trust fund kid. You know yeah. You know he's you know he fact, act like he's spoiled. He was been told yes all his life. He don't like to be you know he don't like to not get his way. You know things of that nature. So come on and you know show us what you're gonna be able to do with these players because the you are got good players around you. Because Miles Turner is good. Sabonis. I like CJ McConnell. I like Jeremy Lamb. I like Torrey Craig. TJ right. Warren. So I think that team, I think that team actually is still good. I mean, they're not they're not upper echelon, but they can still compete. You know, so how far if you want to be the man, take this team farther than they supposed to go. Right. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah, so, yeah.
1: I, I I just think that um, you know, this saga has hit a place where it, it's it, it's not coming back. You know, oh no, and it's no. not I coming think we, back. Yeah, in I think a good way we both. At
0: all. Yeah, I think we both understood that. Like, I think that's definitely something we both are in agreement with. That we know that it's, it's it's too far gone at this point. It, there's no repairing. Now, I, I did bring up the idea that the 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 seven seasons want him to come back the camp and play and kind of show uh, a different <coughs> side of himself or, or a better version of himself so it could up his trade value. But he doesn't even want to do that. So no, at this point, he doesn't. At this point, and he's willing to sacrifice salary to prove a point. So. And again like you said to your point it's time to just cut bait you know they should have cut bait last year they should have made that oh. i know he kicking themselves about not training for a bit for, for james harden so right now i mean you just got to get what you can get and that and if you're gonna give me honestly, and truly based upon what what uh what their GM is or their president has been asking for in return for ben simmons i think that's a fair deal i really think because he's been asking for like three firsts and two players or some garbage like that and i'm like look you realize what type of player that you that people are looking at right now. It's not the Ben Simmons coming out of college that people were raving about. This is the people that this is the Ben Simmons that don't want to shoot, afraid the free throw line. You know, it's not anything of an offensive player outside of around the basket. You know, and you're just getting the lead defender at, at six foot eight. You know, point guard. So, I mean, that's not enough to sell me on, on a franchise player, and I'm going to sell my sell my soul and essentially. You know, because they wanted like three first rounders, some pick swaps, and another player. I think they added X for X important for, for, for CJ McCullough, three three first rounders and some pick swaps. And I'm like, "Listen, man, you must be out your ever loving mind."
1: Listen, Ben Simmons came into the league 2017. Uh huh. Guess when he dated one of the Kardashians?
2: Oh, Lord,
0: you looked that up, way?
1: <laughs> I did. I did because you said it, and I was like. He did. Uh No, this can't be. Guess when he dated one of the Kardashians. Around the time he started tripping. 2018-2019, which was his best season. Really? Because he had 16.9 points. Guess what happened after they broke up? Oh. Same thing happened to Reggie Bush after he broke up with Kim? He's went downhill. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The next season. So, first, his rookie season, he Uh played 81 games. Okay. 81 played, 81 started. Uh huh. The next season, 79 played, 79 started. While then he was going through with the dating. When mm-hmm. they broke up, that season after they broke up, guess how many games he played? What, now, what, mind you, that was. COVID shortened season? Okay. Yep. COVID shortened season. Okay. Guess how many games he played? I'm curious. Tell me. 57. Okay. 57 started Uh he went from Uh 15.8 16.9 down to 16.4 which is the sign of the decline okay his free throw percentage um was at about a 60 you know never high but around 60s but his shooting percentage drastically dropped off he went down to 16.4 and this past season he was at 14.3 stay away from them or oh, stay with him if he stayed with it, he probably still be playing well and he would uh and right. he would have had like 17 babies probably by now
0: probably but listen you wouldn't be talking about your career in shambles hey i'm um, true i wonder what, he, w- which one did he date do you remember kendall, kendall. jenner okay kendall jenner okay all right then Mm-hmm. okay she's less less of a toxic
1: less of toxic uh you know if you're looking at the all toxicity
0: yeah the, the, the top five she's 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 not a to, she's she's not in top number one she's not one in that regard so yeah exactly. yeah because this is one of them she's been real many of her careers but that's a whole enough conversation uh, yeah we yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah, yeah i mean overall i mean i think you know again if you're if you're asking for if the if the pacers are willing to play ball you know when it's with this trade, and they want to shake their roster. What they need to do, in my opinion, you know, mm-hmm. if they want to play ball, I think this is the best you're gonna get. I, I really think Karis DeVert is a is a young budding guard. I think Mal- Mar- Malcolm Brogdon is a really good shooting. He's a really good combo guard. He's a point guard by trade, but he's he can shoot. Right, Brogdon gonna shoot from the outside very well. So you yep. you, add, you add that to your roster. I'm talking about just seventy six perspective. You had now you had three outside shooters. Yep, and you got you got you got three outside shooters, and you still got them be down low. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. That to me, that sounds like a win. That sounds like some a team that you that can compete heavy, as uh, uh, long as you stay healthy. A team that can, that can compete heavy, as long as you stay healthy, that will give the top extra upper echelon teams in the East a problem. Yep. So yep. yep. Again, if I'm the citizens, I make that trade today. But okay. again, it just depends. Uh, yeah. It just depends on what they want to. You know, I don't know. The only thing I feel like at this point can mess this up if the Pacers are willing to play ball is, is Daryl Morey's greed. I think mm. that's the only thing that can mess it up. If he, he gets too greedy and asks for the world for, for a player that's on a, like you said, on a decline, you know, then then it's it's never going to work, and you're going to basically screw yourself out of anything for him, and he's never going to play for you.
1: Right, so. right, right. And that's why I say right now, mm-hmm. you know, you got someone who does you know want him, willing to trade for him go ahead and cut bait take yeah, right take now what you can get right now and just cut bait yeah because that again it's not going to end well if you don't nope nope not at all
0: all right so let's move on to the nfl man uh it's some uh definitely some breaking news in chicago that we want to talk about you know we've both been high on justin fields and it looks as if matt Nagy has finally made his decision yep. um and he decided to go with justin fields for the rest of the season mm-hmm. so um you know you know, so I think silently we've been screaming for this. Well, I have. And then you were right. more of the elk that you play Andy early because Matt Nagy was trying to save his job. You know, yeah. so you now with Andy Dalton getting hurt, kind of sped up the timeline according to what Matt Nagy says. So what are your expectations for Justin Fields for the rest of the season, being that he's going to start with this, um, I, I want to say, less than ideal O-line?
1: So the the original look of it, I was very concerned. And I think that was because Matt Nagy was making the play calling. Um, When he stepped away and got out of his own way, and uh, I can't remember the offensive coordinator now, but um, when he let that offensive coordinator start doing what he could do for Justin, I'm a little, I'm more comfortable about what I've seen now since the offense seems to cater to what Justin's strengths are. Uh, But Matt Nagy being Matt Nagy, he just he's one of those he's one of those people. He's a one upper, you know, and he has to make it known, you know, hey, we went to the club, but it was my car. So if we go to the club and somebody you get a phone number, it's because you rode in his car. And of course, she really wanted to be with him. But when he walked away, um, she settled for you. (laughs) She settled for you. And then he also endorsed you. Uh, So that's really why he's like, Oh, I don't want her. That's uh, Matt Nagy, man. uh, I, you know, I don't think, I think he is now in a save my job position. I, uh, I strongly believe again, listening to everyone. It was wise. Justin not starting, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because he made the announcement. He was like, when Andy gets healthy, Andy's going to be my starting quarterback. All right. Again, everybody's like, "What are you doing? Why are you doing this, Justin?" You know, and I think he just listened to it. Mm-hmm. Probably some pressure from the front office, and he's looking now like, "Well, my job's in jeopardy. Maybe this can distract them long enough for me to save my job." I think he makes it during the season. Okay. Um, but I don't see him making it another year unless the Chicago goes deep in the playoffs. But for Justin Fields, uh, going back to answer your question, I'm happier for him because looking from the first, uh, the game that Matt Nagy coached mm-hmm. and called the offensive plays to now, um, I see a lot of improvement. Uh, I see that he has a great, um, he has great chemistry with the young receiver. Uh, Mooney, uh, what's the, Mooney. Daryl Mooney. Mm. Um, you still got a very, very solid receiver in Allen Robinson. Um, even though Montgomery's out, Damian Williams is a a proven veteran. Yep. And and you know, he again, I I don't advise it, but he still has his legs. You know, he can get out the pocket, he mm. can stretch the plays. Um, like you said, the offensive line is not the greatest, but I think they can be just good enough to keep Justin. Uh, Justin can make an average offensive line look very good because he can get out the pocket and make plays and they're rolling and moving the pocket for him which is a great offensive line uh, uh, assistant Mm -hmm. I mean assist it assists the offensive line because now they can move and with the quarterback being able to move the pocket again that puts a lot of pressure on the defensive line to have to run after a very athletic quarterback and so that makes it hard on the defensive line but easier on an offensive line to be able to extend plays with the quarterback who can get out the pocket so I think it's going to be a good season now uh I I think Matt Nagy knew if he went back to Andy it was going to be an uprising strongly from the Chicago Bears fan fan base uh fan base yeah you know if he if he would have sat Justin. Um, I don't think he would have lost Justin because I think Justin's mentally stronger than that. Mm. But I think he would have had a lot. To, he wouldn't have been able to come outside. I don't know where he lives, <laughs> but I, I'm telling you now, he wouldn't have been able to go to the grocery store. Right, right, right. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, I, I, I'm, I feel some of those things you said, uh, but I, I think my my take is is it. I have concerns about the whole situation, but I do, okay. I do, I do agree with you that. Uh, you know, them moving the pocket and trying to cater uh, the offensive line's play towards Justin's mobility. And right. if you had to choose, if you have a bad O line, your best friend is a mobile quarterback because he right. can't have, you know, as Russell Wilson for all those years, their O line has been bad. He's been Mr. Escape Artist. Yep. You know, the hell, yep. I think they, I think they, I think between him and Lamar, I think they created an ability to madden, you know, right. court escape artists for that particular fact that they can just get out of trouble. Right. Uh, you know, right. with bad O line. So, I think that you know that's that's an asset, but it's also my my problem, and I think this might be McNaggy's hesitancy is that is Justin still learning how to call line adjustments? Yes. So, with, yes. With, as a you know, as a defensive guy, what I'm going to do is that I'm going to throw all kind of exotic looks at him, yep. you know, and yep. him from you know random places to make him try to make him uncomfortable and try to get a free rusher at him, you know. And if you get a free rusher at him when he's standing still, I don't care how fast you are, you're not getting away. Especially right. if he's a secondary player, like a DB or a linebacker, so yep. that that particular part just concerns me because he's taking a couple of hits now. where he's you know they slid the line protection one way and the blitz came from a whole different direction and he got destroyed. Yep. So you know that just, that concerns me. But um, but I think overall, I think if you know from a Matt Nagy perspective, I and mean, when it comes to Justin Fields, his, uh starting ability and his production from here on out, mm-hmm. I think that you know. I'm, I'm waving on the idea whether or not he gets fired regardless, but this is, I think will say, well, one thing will save his job. It's not about whether they do good or not, because I don't think they're going to be that formidable from a winning standpoint. Right. But if the if he can, if Nagy can prove to the front office that he got the best out of Justin from here on out, and Justin progressed greatly from you know, week, okay. uh, uh-huh. from this week until week 18, okay. then, right. then he can, uh, then they can they can be, make the case and make an argument that he it would be it'd be unwise to move Nagy off of fields right now. You true, know, at so least buy him another year to say work with him another year. You know, develop him into our what we want him to be our franchise quarterback, right. and that will un- ultimately decide whether or not him and Nagy are a good fit and they will be together long term. Yeah. So I think that's the that's the biggest thing. I think it's really a developmental year. You know, yep. for the Bills at this point. You know, because they realized that the whole Andy dong experiment didn't work out because he got hurt. And I think he might be hurt more than we think. So I think that – and they just really don't want to deal with Nick Foles at all. So, I mean, again, if you're going to have a battle line, your best option – and you got three quarterbacks, the one is mobile is the one you go with. Right. So right. I think that was that's what made that's what made the decision uh, a, a less of a burden for Matt Nagy to make.
1: Yeah. So yep.
0: I think that's what it boils down to. So if he plays – you know, if he plays well statistically, kind of like – you know, I'm not gonna say he's gonna have the same type of season, but if he has a type of season or puts up decent passing numbers, kind of like what Justin Herbert did with a bad online last year, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that will ultimately save Nagy's job if they feel like that his his uh his relationship with Fields is good, and they feel like that, and if let's see, let's say if Justin endorses him, if they go pull All Justin right. the office and be like, you know, how do you feel about the Mac Nagy? Do you feel like next year will be even better a year if y'all stay together? And he says yes. Yeah, his job is safe. If he says he don't know, he kind of gives the uh, and he's Set out of it. there. Yeah, He's out yeah. of there. So, right. so, it just depends. It just depends. But I, I hope that he does well. I really do. I hope they can get the most out of him and, you know, hopefully hold on long enough to get people healthy. Because, like I said, Khalil Max banged up. Akeem mm-hmm. Hicks banged up on defensive side. Their secondary's mm-hmm. a mess. You know, and then, like I said, David Montgomery's hurt. So, if he gets his uh, full column of weapons and they can hold together the defense in the front seven at least for, you know, for a semblance of a uh, a game or two they can win a few so right that's what it boils down to most likely so but yeah so move, moving on moving on to uh trades and releases so we had um some we had a trade and a release this week that was you know pretty pretty uh shocking pretty, yeah shocking and major shocking blue yeah major major news so um started with the cowboys they uh been looking for a trade partner for Jalen smith uh for the past uh several weeks since camp mm-hmm. honestly because I think that the the idea of them drafting Michael Parsons, uh and I'm not sure if they were sold on draft, drafting Michael Parsons because they were uh looking at a different a few different positions, even looking at Cal Pitts at tight end. Uh if right. he had failed to them. But but when they landed Parsons, and you know, he's a playmaker. I mean, we're just not gonna act like he's not good. You know, right. he's he's that guy. He's probably one of the, the better defenders in the whole entire draft class. But right. but when they landed him, they kinda it kinda made the linebacker room crowded. You know, so we were, I think you and I were talking offline about who was the odd man out, you know, mm-hmm. because we didn't, they even talked about when Dan Quinn got the job and him bringing in Keon O'Neill and, and Demonte KZ from from Atlanta, and right. we were like, well, who's if he's gonna play linebacker in the box as well? Who going? You only can play three, two to three linebackers at a time, right? So who's the odd man out with Parsons being you know that guy? Yep. So you know we we was discussing because they didn't ex, they didn't exercise Vander Der Rush's fifth year option, it yep. wasn't him. Or was it uh, Jalen? And they just signed Jalen to uh, a deal a couple of years ago, so he had yeah. uh, he had some money on the books. So I was yeah. thinking he'd probably be the lesser likely candidate, but they ultimately let him go. Um, and I feel like he with him and Jalen, Jalen and and, and Michael playing well together. They were, but but, I, but they had to make the move, I guess. Uh, so he got released and then he be signed with the Packers. So uh, so how do you feel about that particular move? And do you think Jalen can resurrect his career? in Green Bay.
1: I think he can. Um because when you look at uh Jalen, it wasn't like he was looking a step slow. It wasn't like he was looking like a shell of himself. Right. He was look, you know, again, him and Micah um were playing well together. Mm-hmm. On top of that, Jalen last couple of years had been um that linebacker, meaning even when uh the Wolf Hunter uh, was out Jalen was still playing at a very high level, true. I you think know, he was the he, leading
0: tackler on the team the last couple of years,
1: yeah. And yeah. he was a linebacker when you looked at knowing the name of a linebacker on a team, you knew Jalen because he jumped off the screen as that guy, right? You know, uh, reading reports, they're saying because, like you said, they just signed him to a very lucrative, um contract for a linebacker Mm -hmm. um and so you know to to see a team drop a player when they owe him that type of money uh speaks to it had to be something else uh going on in the locker room you know something going on with the team
0: to that point they actually the the language of the contract actually they paid him a lot of money up front so he didn't have a whole lot of guarantee money left in this deal it was just contract money I think right. it was like nine million this year and like there was no cap hit next year. Right. So they, right. it was actually not as bad as I thought. So yeah. I guess I guess the idea of letting him go wasn't a complete and total uh I guess you can say cap casualty. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and, but when you look at a player playing well and letting him go in a trade like that, and mm-hmm. then on top of that, keeping him in the
0: same conference. Well, they had a no choice know. in that regard because he got released. They didn't trade him.
1: Oh, no, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So he got released. So yeah. getting picked up. Um, but I'm just still shocked because when I watched the games with Lawrence, I believe it's Demarcus Lawrence, right? Out with the foot injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with Micah going down and filling that type of role, having Jalen, you didn't really miss anything because you had another linebacker who was still athletic enough to cover and you know, it gave you the flexibility to let Micah go down and play that defensive end position. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see him just get released again, not traded, like you said, but released. I'm, you know, I don't know what it is. We may never hear of it, but I don't think again, just looking at the tape, mm-hmm. I didn't see it where, okay, now you got a linebacker who's not playing at a high level. You yeah, know, I am not I don't, Oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm just I'm green. I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah. I'm, just, And I don't I didn't see. And again, I'm not there inside the locker room, but just watching hard knocks. It didn't seem like there was some type of angst or, you know, hey, hey, rookie. Hey, young buck, you know, yeah, respect me. It didn't seem like it was that type of. You know, whereas, you know, the same thing with uh, Mac Jones and Cam, where it's like, hey, Micah Parsons is too, you know, Jalen Smith's uh, persona is too big, and we need to let him go so Micah can feel comfortable. It mm-hmm. didn't look like that. They looked they like were, they played well together. They were well actually together. good friends. Yeah, and they Michael played was, well together. Michael was upset that he got released. Exactly. So, again, it's shocking. And to me, when you see that, that says there's something else going on you yeah. know it says there's something internal happening that is beyond football and what's being shown on the field yeah and so we may never hear we may never know about it you know unless Jalen steps up and announces it uh but for me you know his his play wasn't wasn't detrimental. Didn't drop off. It wasn't mm-hmm. like they were playing with one less linebacker. Right. Um, him and Micah got along. Like you said, great friends. And Micah's actually upset that he's gone. Mm-hmm. So to me, when you look at those two things not being disqual, uh, uh, not disqualifying him, to me, it's something leadership. Maybe, maybe something happened where it's like, hey, this ain't gonna work. And who knows what it is? I'd be interested to hear exactly, you know, from Jalen, but you know, that's my thoughts. I was shocked when I saw it. we mentioned, I was like, yo, Jalen Smith, just because right. it, it was out the blue. They, they coming off of win streak, you know, winning yeah. the defense. I mean, of course, because digs is a dog like that, but mm-hmm. Jalen Smith has been that one player who has created fumbles, created turnovers. It's not like, He's been burned in coverages and beat on running games. So right. to me, it was totally shocked to look up and say, breaking news, Jalen Smith just released when he's under contract.
0: Right. I'll tell you what they should have did. You know, I think they should have did what what Bill Belichick did. And that's where this dude, I'll tell you, it, it probable team, man. He's the, he's the <laughs> evil Sith Lord of the NFL, man. Right. He broke, he let it leak that they were going to release the Gilmore. Right. And the moment he they said they were going to release him because the Packers had their lips, they had they, they lips ready. They had their knife and fork ready. They had they they were ready to pounce on that 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 uh that that release as soon as he cleared waves. They're like, we want him sign Right. And then they said uh, they said we're gonna release him. That came out of the news early that morning. And then by uh-huh. early afternoon, he was traded to the Panthers. So had they had they let it leak, had the Cowboys let it leak they were going to release Jaylon instead of just re- outright releasing him they might have got a trade partner for cuz oh, i mean definitely. you know cuz i mean and they, and it they wouldn't and he would have it kept his contract yeah but um but yeah i don't i don't know i i am in agreement with you around Jaylon's situation i really don't think he was in on decline i really feel like he was you know playing good you know interior linebacker play yeah you know i think you know I'm, I, i've always had a keen out for that so i know you know what i know good when i see it and i know bad when i see it and he playing right. he was playing good ball to me so, right, I don't, right. I it was very curious about exactly what uh, was the dynamics uh, or what was the reasoning behind his release. But I did hear a quote uh, earlier this week that made a lot of sense. Okay. Is that we say when coaches draft players, they are more, I guess you can say, tied to them. But right. when you inherit players, then you're not as 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 married to them as you would if you drafted them. True. You know, so True. you got to realize that McCarthy inherited Jalen. you right. know, and a few other people. So, it, they may have never got along right you know and then with dan quinn coming in dan quinn was like well i ain't you know he ain't my favorite person either you know especially with them want to feature micah in in, in interior and Keon O'Neill being his boy like keanu neal is his boy if they want to invest in micah and develop micah and they wanted to in uh let keanu O'Neill as his former player you know be that be another uh difference maker in that offense or their defense let's just say then right. he was just the odd man out Right. Just man out. Now, again, I would have tried my best to trade it for something else that I needed, like a D-lineman or another safety or corner. You know, something that boosted boost my defense a little bit better if I'm gonna let him go altogether. But hell, you know, they could have kicked the tires and all of that and never got any answers. You know, because yeah. because the problem too is that when you got a high level contract, we got an eight, nine million dollar contract. Not, not a lot of people have that type of money to take that contract on. But right. They can, but they can let you release him and then sign up for less.
1: Right. So right. that
0: that that would that also might have been the caveat to that.
1: Very true.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, so I think that played into the whole uh, Gilmore situation because we, as, as even more shocking news, you know, again, I, as I alluded to, Bill Belichick let it leak that he was going to release Gilmore, uh, who hadn't uh-huh. come off the publicist list yet. Uh, that was um, he's about two weeks out from coming off of that and playing, so he was, you know, one of the most you know elite corners in the league in the last few years. Yeah. Um. You know, were hadn't played this year obviously because the injury. So. They were discussing the releasing him and all of a sudden the, the Panthers, you know, checked their books and realized that, hey, we got enough money to get him, and we lost JC Horn for maybe the season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with a veteran, a good veteran corner and, you know, one of the best man cover corners in the league coming yep. in that could literally uh, mold and shape Dante Jackson and JC Horn and CJ Henderson into being, you know, could be one of the best secondaries in the league when they're all healthy. That feels like a slam dunk win for both for both parties. If you right. ultimately wanted to get rid of him and you got a draft pick for him and you, you jettison his contract on the Patriots side and the Patriot, the Panthers are getting an elite corner in exchange. That makes that defense who has been playing well already even that much better. And yeah, it's, you, it's scary hours for me if you try to throw the ball in Carolina.
1: Listen, and especially given J.C. Horn, who was already showing that um, he was an elite corner um, getting him around a defensive mind that can really show him the veteran things uh, in playing the game, help him with film, and, you know, help him with the nuances that he just want, wouldn't know as a rookie. Yeah. Um, That's scary because it's not like Gilmore is not like, it's not a shutdown corner. Um, And I believe Gilmore played at South Carolina. He did. You know, he so... Did. I, I, it's almost like a parting gift
2: yeah, to and send him
1: to yeah. North Carolina All right. with the Carolina Panthers and being close enough to home. Yeah It's like, hey, you you've done great work for us, so we're not going to send you, you know, to to
2: Jacksonville. you know Jacksonville. <laughs>
1: right? You know, we're going to send you, you know, send you close to home right. and to a. A contending team, a, a rising Listen, team, which he clearly makes, He shows, makes that
0: team a contender defensively, especially.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. And shows that the Jets didn't know what the hell they were doing because Sam Darnold is playing at a very high level Listen, uh, in Carolina.
0: Every game that he plays well is in further indictment on the Jets and how they squandered that opportunity.
1: Yep, yep. It wasn't, it wasn't Sam Darnold that was the issue.
0: It was Adam Gase and your decision-making about personnel.
1: There you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. You know, so that was shocking. But um, as you said, this defense is scary now. J.C. Horn gets back. You got J.C. Horn. You have Gilmore, uh, as your shutdown corners. Mm-hmm. Who C.J. Henderson?
0: Listen. listen, you you line up in dime. You, yeah. you line up in dime. You got Gilmore and Doncic Jackson outside. Doncic Jackson is is a little is a legit four three guy. He can run yep. with anybody, any receiver in the league. So you yep. got a deep. You got a fast corner, a shutdown corner outside. Then you got C.J. Henderson and J.C. Horn, both young, yep. fast, agile, physical corners in the inside playing the slot. Yep.
1: Good luck. And you have a, that that young safety, I think, is Chen, who's Jeremy up Chen. and rising. Yes, yes. You know, a very yes. a very high level safety in the NFL right now. So you have a secondary that can, you know, again, anybody putting three wide out there you you feel very comfortable with your you chances. You can put four wide out there, and it's still, a lock, still locked down. Still locked down. So, and and Carolina defense already was playing high level. So, so you just mean to tell me, Gilmore.
0: You mean to tell me they got a good pass rush and yep. a
1: good secondary.
0: And yep. now, hot take. Now And and I want you all to be listening to this right now or on the replay. Understand this. Shaq Thompson is playing at a high level right now. He is. He's playing a very high level right now. I I, li- I literally watched him make several plays in the last three or four weeks. I think yep. I even made him my uh, lockdown defender of the week on my podcast one of those weeks that he's been playing lights out. I mean, he literally – he's been filling the stat sheet up every week. I'm talking about every tackles, week. sacks, interceptions, you name it. So, he's playing –
1: Burns is a dog as well. Oh, yeah. Bur-
0: oh, as a pass rusher? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Derek Brown is a dog in the interior. That team – that defense is something. I'm telling you. Uh, you know, you can't in my fantasy league because all my fantasy leagues I got the Panthers defense on my bench. <laughs> but if you if you're a fantasy football player, go get the Panthers defense if they're out there.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. First of all, if they are out there though, what league are you playing? Hey, in? Right. Exactly. What everybody's sleeping the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's everybody. at the wheel. So yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. So that's that's that was that. I, I'm really intrigued because I feel like the. Panthers say even said they weren't done. They want to make another trade before the deadlines up. So yep. if they make another move, like to get an old lineman, particularly, Woo. oh man, that's yeah, that's, look out, look out. They're ready. I think yeah. they're they're step away from being being uh an, an annoyance for the Buccaneers.
1: Yeah, very true, very true. Just like Hennessy's and that yak was an annoyance, annoyance with, to with Urban
0: up. Meyer. <laughs> Great segue. That's a great segue, by the way. I just want, kudos
1: to Curse Kurt. That was a great segue. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That yak got in him. That yak got him litted, two yeah. titted. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That yak so, had him right. Had him bouncing on the chair. You know what I mean? Listen. That yak had him had him sitting there bouncing on the chair, man.
0: I mean, we talking about bouncing and bumping and grinding. Like they must, yeah. Have, they must be. Yeah. He was chair hunting. He was chair hunting. Oh no, Lord. Yes. So, so as we segue to Urban Meyer, and he's in his uh, yet again, you know, long history list of of of, of snafus, we want to call yep. it. Yep. You know, he latest and greatest in the news again, talking about he was um, in the wrong, yeah. as we can say. He was caught on video in the club, in a bar. Yep. It was one of those yep. bars, you know, they turn the clubs at the hour's.
1: They said it was his restaurant. Was it his restaurant? Yeah. Oh, you really they wrong. They said it was his restaurant. You
0: really wrong then. Like you just uh that 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 let me that made me believe that he was out there looking for looking for something extra. He wasn't he wasn't just out there, you know, just wilding. I think he was out there with a purpose. Hey. He was hey. looking for a girlfriend experience, if you know what I'm talking about.
1: Hey! Hey! Now! Yeah, hey, so, hey! Hey! Let's so, he You want a GFE, a girlfriend
0: experience? There it is. So they, they, it, it, was it Martellis Bennett or was it? It was a Martellus Bennett. I want. I wanted the Bennett brother said said uh, this week that he's not surprised at all that Urban was out there fighting because he said that the, the head coaches out here got more side chicks than the players
1: do. Oh, yeah. Hey, he, I I wouldn't deny it because guess what? A lot of the players you know, maybe unknown because they have the helmets on. Yeah, maybe. The coaches they're, they're, in you a know position exactly of they power. Are. Yeah,
0: you know exactly what they are.
1: Exactly. And guess what? Uh, it's something about power. And Can you, you imagine, are the hold face. On,
0: hold on. Can you imagine Bill a bad chick having a side chick? Oh, that's that's disgusting.
1: Having sex with a hoodie on? <laughs> with the cutoff sleeves? Yeah, with a hoodie on. <laughs> but the bad thing is, you know she'd be bad. Yeah, I'm sure she is. She got to be. Exactly. It got to be. He'd probably do it with his rings on. Right. <laughs> with his lightsaber on his on his hip. Designing <laughs> plays on her back. <laughs> Can you imagine the stories? He into that freakiness. He yeah. does he draw plays on your back? Right. He <laughs> you got the headset on. He <laughs> got, got a spider
0: two wide <laughs> banana on your back. <laughs>
1: Oh, cover two joker, Charlie. Cover two. She like, what? He, he dialed like, he dialed up snake blitzes on her back. While he giving, her the, zero. While he giving her the snake. While he giving her the
0: snake, he dialed up snake. Blitz me. Blitz me. Rush the past her. He put the help, he put the helmet on of his opponent on her every week, like Like this week. Last week it was a bus helmet.
1: Oh, geez. Oh, this is what man. we're going to do to you, Tom. Right. She had a brain jersey on, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. you going to leave me? I'm not Tom. You're Tom tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That's slightly disgusting, but funny. It,
0: it, right. Yeah, the image uh, of that. Uh, yeah, no. yeah, don't think, about it. That. It. Don't think yeah. about it. Just laugh at it. Don't think about it. Just laugh at it. If you got a good visual memory, don't do it. Yeah. Just, yeah. just close he-
1: your eyes. Close your eyes and laugh. He's standing in the middle of the room with the hoodie pulled up, with the headset on, with his arms folded, right, naked on the Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to make the team? <laughs> Gotta compete. Gotta compete. You know, I've coached two Hall of Famers. <laughs> I can make you famous. Oh my you God! Want, you want to be my Huckleberry? <laughs> my, my head hurts. Ow! I hate her Oh okay. yeah. Yeah, hey. but in case in case you don't know what we're talking about if you haven't heard Urb uh, Urban Meyer was caught in a very precarious situation and moment. Yeah. Uh on video uh doing some very thought like things uh at a club. Support supposedly <laughs> it was his restaurant um after the game that they played At, the which they lost what they lost which they lost, which the, they lost. Uh-huh. the players flew back Urban decided to stay and original reports was he wanted to see his grandkids that was a really yeah that that's the reports that he stayed back to see his grandkids now okay. from the video that I seen yeah I didn't see one grandkid. And no grandkids allowed in that place at that time of night. At At that that time time of night. Now, my thing is, and I'm listening to NFL players talk about the normal travel plans. Like, sometimes, hey, they do get right back, you know, home. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, if they say, hey, a lot of players in this area have family or families come in, they may decide to stay the night so the, the players can have an opportunity to have some family time. But most of the times the coaches go back with the players because right. most coaches also want to get back and start reviewing. You know, if you yeah. look at the the, the time uh, NFL coaches spend, they're normally 16 hour days for them mm-hmm. uh, because they're in the film. And for someone to say urban says that winning uh, really drives him. You just came off a loss. Right. Your team, and here's what here, and I'm I'm gonna say this part and then throw it over to you. If you, if you own a restaurant, this is your restaurant, mm-hmm. and your team just lost. To me, again, this is my opinion. I'm looking at it at my perspective. If I have a restaurant in the city that we just played in, and we lose, mm-hmm. the team is coming to my restaurant because I'm going to look to build some some more bonds to build some camaraderie to bring the players to my business and just hey you know what we lost bring your family it's on me my restaurant we're going to close out the restaurant for the night mm-hmm. everybody come in I know the lost things but hey let's let's gather everybody up you know just that 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 glue that t- camaraderie because it's my restaurant right it's on the house team come Mm. on the house right your team flies back and you stay now again if you're staying for family i think most of the players would have understood that hey coach stayed back to be with his family Mm -hmm. x y and z it doesn't look good when you're the you're you're the supposed to be mover of men leader of men and you want to tell them about culture, paying attention and all this. And that's what you do. Now, um, I did listen to Ann Rogers' podcast where he said that the difference between college and NFL is that in college, you still call coach, coach. okay? In the NFL, you call the coach by their first name because both of you all are professionals now. Really? You're both getting paid. Forward, and he said that makes it very difficult in this situation because compared to college, where players are like, Yo, I still got to re- respect coach in a way because he dictates my playing time. Mm-hmm. And if in NFL, we getting paid, you're a professional, I'm a professional, you may be getting paid a little more. And in some instances, the players are getting paid more than the coach.
0: I mean, the top to players definitely. I mean, coaches probably makes. Anywhere from what one to ten million dollars a year, if you're like if you're John Gruden, but, yeah, you know, but you got you know you got you know star wide receivers, linebackers, running backs, especially quarterbacks pay, can pay way more than that. So,
1: and I ain't calling you coach no more. It's uh, hey that, Urban, that, hey Mike, really? hey Bill.
0: Oh, okay. I, I never knew that. I thought that I thought the most most players still called them coach. I haven't heard them afraid of coach in interviews. Like, you'll say Coach Tomlin, Coach Belichick. You know, you know, Coach. Uh, Rivera, you know, you know, I've never heard him say
1: Ron. But, and, but think, but think about who they're saying that to. Those are coaches that still are leaders of men.
0: Yeah, good point. Yeah, good point. But I, well, I, I don't know. I, I I thought it was just a, a just a, a standing order that most people say, you know, coach this, coach that, and call yeah. them about, you know, call them coach, you know, because everybody's a coach in the field. Like you got ten thousand coaches in the league. Like you got position coaches, you know, you got uh run game coordinators, passing coordinators, officer coordinators. You know, you got a bunch of coaches. Yeah. So. You know, I just thought it was a standing order to say, "Hey, Coach, uh, you know, you know, Coach Daly, Coach, uh, Coach Lombardi, you know, some Coach like Meyer, Coach Davis, yeah. you know, that stuff." Yeah. yeah, I just thought it was a customary thing, but if, again, apparently, what, based upon what you're saying, is not. But regardless of that, I just Urban, ugh,
1: yeah, I, I, he he hasn't made good decisions, man, at
0: all. Like, I mean, from top to bottom, I mean, we can just let can just, you can just run through the the type, the all kind of, I mean. You can honestly, you know, I, I don't know if you giving him a pass because he's the first time he's ever coaching the NFL, but he's making all kind of ugly decisions, and and he just are he just not he just not transitioning well to the NFL. He just not, he's not. I mean, right. he had a bad issue with the coach he tried to hire. You know, they had that racist pass. He had the issue with Tebow. You know, right. now you know he's got an issue with uh, you know, how you wanted to use Etn. You know, then he had an issue with uh, you know. Uh, cutting players or trading players that were you know he went again he inherited and yeah. he, he he didn't want on their team you know which are good players i mean he just gave away for i want to say free but low-end draft picks you know traded cj henderson away for pennies traded away joe show for pennies and there yeah you know joe showbrew you know is a former pro bowler he said yep. he has a former first round draft pick he would have been there a year so and then you get this whole bar incident I, it's I, it's pressed for me to believe this it's, it's easy to recover from this in all yep. honesty and I, i'm not sure exactly what it what it's going to mean i mean I heard the jag's owner say you know he's uh you know he needs to reclaim his uh his leadership role in the locker room he needs to re-earn the respect of people and this and the third but you know once you get out there you get caught you know in the, in the a of cheating on your wife and your family that that that's hard to come back from I mean, I don't, yeah. I'm not sure if the trust can be reestablished in that because I just, I, I'm just looking at it like your, your mind ain't on the football team. Because I'm with you nope. when you got rid that regard because you said, you know, he should be either engaging the team where he's at or be on that plane with them trying to write the ship. You know, so, you know, you need to be getting there in, in, on the plane or whatever you rode in on and re- reviewing a tape that you just played in and then trying to, you know, get your game plan and your schedule to go for next week. Right. You know, so. Perfect. You play it on Thursday, so you got extra prep time. But regardless of that, you need to be able to compartmentalize and 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 get and get things right and, and keep your guys motivated because if they're not motivated, because much of your point about being professional, you know, guys check out. You right. know, you realize we're not going anywhere fast, we're 0 and 8. And this team not going anywhere, the lack of the lack of effort gets gets high. You know, it just I'm just out here getting my check. I'm just doing enough that I don't get fined and get my money taken. But I'm not gonna put forth the uh, ultimate effort either, and yeah. that's that's not the type of situation you want to be in. Right. So right. I don't I don't know if he can can come back from this, but I I hope for the best. I would say he should hope for the best. I'm not gonna hope for the best for him. I'm just gonna hope hope he hopes for the best and try to get, you know, his his issues worked out and be you know, be a better coach from here on out. I'm gonna just say it true, that
1: way. True. Say true. That way.
0: So speaking of coaches and and and, uh, and players, relationships. Uh, Tom Brady went back to Foxborough this past week, and um, and I have to say that you know I think I alluded to this in my podcast that the way things went down wasn't what I expected. Okay, it wasn't what I expected. I was expecting, you know, for the for the I expected for him to get the tribute. I expected him for the fans to cheer him, but his the the game and what happened between him and the, the players and Bill wasn't what I expected. It right. wasn't what I expected. Right. Right. So uh, what was your feelings on the game and how you felt about the, you know, the the pregame stuff, the record breaking moment, the actual game for four quarters and the aftermath of him and Bill's interaction?
1: Uh, I'm going to jump right to I'm a little shocked that they had already put out reports that if he breaks the record, there was not going to be anything for him. Uh, I'm shocked by that. Uh, Because I know he wasn't at home, meaning he wasn't in Tampa Bay, Uh but he had played 20 years. And regardless of anything else, this is a major moment for the NFL for Mm -hmm. a player to break that record, especially being a player that played in your organization for 20 years. And now being able to break it at his former house that he made, Mm -hmm. you know, to not even give him five minutes to allow him to bring his family out on the field, you know, um, get the football, have it signed, give it over to, uh, you know, the uh, the hall of fame for them to take that football. Mm -hmm. I'm just a little shocked that all it was, was a, Hey, and the thing is he broke it by accident. It was because they went back and reviewed and gave him. It was like that was weird. It really wasn't like a clear. Right. He, you know, he made the pass. Hey, stop. Acknowledge. So that was shocking to me. Uh, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked at the stalemate between him and Bill because here's the thing that I, I. Uh, Why do you call thinking. a stalemate though? Why do you call it a stalemate? I call it a stalemate because, like we had said. Uh, I thought he was gonna put 40 up on him.
0: Yeah, yeah, we definitely I definitely thought it was gonna
1: be a blowout. Oh, I thought it was gonna be a blowout. But as I watched the game, one of the things that came, you know, to mind was Bill, as you call him P- palpatine. Emperor palpatine. Here's, the th- here's the thing. Bill's also played against Tom for 20 years. This is true. To not think that Bill also knows his weaknesses. Yeah. he knows what causes Tom Brady discomfort discomfort. Yes. And at the end of the day, he is r- ruthless about winning.
2: Yeah. I agree with so that. So
1: You know, it wasn't going to be like, Oh, well Tom's here and we're going to X, Y, and Z and let Tom have a field day. No, he's out to beat Tom. And because he knows Tom's weaknesses, what causes him discomfort, you know, I put pressure up the middle get get him off his spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I called it a stalemate. I called it a stalemate because the game was shockingly close. It was. I mean, I mean, literally their field goal away from winning. And I don't think anybody suspected that. No. You know, and so to see that, I don't think the weather had that big of a deal because Tom has played in that for 20 years. Oh, yeah. I just oh, yeah. don't think that it threw him off. I think what Bill did, looking at the defenses that were called, looking at the 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 positions that bill put the defense in Mm -hmm. tom had an off game by all accounts you know even when he played the rams he didn't look like that and so to keep it to where mac mac jones was a play away from coming out with a victory i call that a win for bill
0: I I mean I would say it's a win for both teams, you know. I think yeah. the Patriots, you know, they won morally, and I think that the the Bucks won in on the on the win column, and in, in especially right. so. Yeah, I mean, like I said I just I again you know, I'm with you. I thought it was gonna be a blowout, so I didn't expect it to be so close. Again, I feel right. go away from it being a, uh, it being a win for the Patriots. You know that really right. was shocked the world. That really was shook things up. But and then to see him and Bill hug at the end, and they had a conversation in the locker room for about thirty minutes. You know, and a private conversation that was good. And it wasn't it was it was what I, wasn't what I expected, but it, it was good. I, I did like how things went for a time in the holistic view of things. Like it, the nice tribute they did, they did stop the game and let him have a ball, you know, when he broke the record. And he ultimately got the win in Foxborough as one last hurrah because he probably won't play there again, nope. you know, um, in his career. So it was a nice moment. I think it was a nice moment. I, th- I thought we might have looked at it. It might have been a more contentious moment, but it was a nice moment. Right.
1: But you know what? I will say this. I think that's the way it's supposed to be knowing both of them knowing bill and knowing Tom the way they've been portrayed publicly. Uh I think that 20 minutes after, um, alone, just them talking. I think that's the way it was supposed to be because they knew the cameras were going to be on them. There was nothing, there was nothing they could have done right. If, if they would have sat there and laughed and hugged and did all that, you know, most people would have been like, oh, it's just for the cameras. When they didn't do it, oh, you know, it was all these problems. Mm-hmm. So for it to be and, – and listen, I don't think Tom and Bill ever had um, – I'm trying to think of a coach. A Dick Vermeer, uh Kurt Warner type of relationship where – It's really, really, really close. I think they had a mutual, this is the goal. We both want this for our legacies, admiration and appreciation. And so 20 minutes is plenty enough time. You're not coming. Tom wasn't coming to Bill house, nor would he ever come to Bill house. Bill wasn't going to Tom's hotel. They just not like that. I don't even think Tom Brady is like that with a coach. I think he's like that with players because of course he had Antonio Brown living in his house. I think bill and Tom have a mutual appreciation that they achieved um 6 NF uh NFL titles, went to the playoffs I think 10 or 11 years, lost three Super Bowls. They they've played in nine Super Bowls.
2: Right.
1: Okay. You know what I'm saying? I think what they did was, hey, we're going to have a one-on-one moment so no cameras can pick on, hear, pick it apart, make fun. Hey, let's go in the locker room. Let's have our conversation. Let's meet and greet. Let's bury whatever supposed to be angst is. I wish you well, coach. I wish you well, Tom. And let it be like that. And you know, it's supposed to be personal. So on that instance, I don't think it was fake. I think they're both very strategic. They're both very private type of player, uh, players, coaches. Uh, so they had their moment. Let it be. It's over with now. And both are going their separate way. Cool beans.
2: Okay.
0: Well, let's take another pause. I, I got to fix this cable. I can I can barely hear you. <laughs> give, me, give me one second. Give me one second. Yeah, I'll be right back.
1: So that, ladies and gentlemen, is our NFL and NBA segment while coaches uh dealing with uh, some some technical hardware hardware issues. Uh, thank you again for everyone that's tuned in. Thank you to everyone that uh, comes out and gives us love. This is coaching Kurt. This is Lockdown Defense Podcast happening every Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. West Coast time. Like, share, subscribe on all your streaming platforms, Uh, YouTube, Switch, Buzzsprout, uh, Anchor. Whatever you listen to your podcast on, check us out. Share and subscribe. We're the podcast for the Barbershop. And uh, if you're listening out there live, let us know what you think. Tune in. Shoot us a message. And uh, tell us what you want us to talk about. Tell us how you like the podcast. Tell us what you enjoy, what we can improve on, and all those things, okay? But we do appreciate each person tuning in. We appreciate you guys giving us some love. And, uh, you know, keep tuning in. We're only going to get better. You know, episodes, week after week, FCC is giving us love, letting us be, letting us rock out. And so with that being said, uh, that is major, but that was our NBA uh, and NFL recap. So, recapping the NBA, we talked about the Hawks, the Hawks, the Nuggets, the Bulls, and the Heat as teams to watch out for. Uh, the Pacers becoming the front runners for Ben Simmons and and trade uh, and and trade situations to possibly get uh, the point guard over. Uh, to the seven uh, from the 76ers to the indiana pacers and then we went through our nfl segment we talked about justin fields becoming a permanent starter for the chicago bears we talked about uh the gilmore and jalen smith trade uh gilmore got traded from um the india the new england patriots to the uh he got traded to the carolina panthers jalen smith the Dallas linebacker was released and picked up by Green Bay. We talked about the Urban Meyer situation and uh, the video of him uh, being seen and a very uh, unflattering situation and his apology that uh, a lot of people are saying just a long list of missteps for the coach. And then we talked about Tom Brady returning to Foxborough where he made it his home and actually breaking the NFL passing record. And now he is the NFL's passing leader, clear and away the the leader of the NFL passing record. And he broke that at the place he called home, which was Foxborough stadium. And so that was our NFL segment. And so right now we got coach fixing his wire. So his headphones, uh, can be heard and he can come right back to the podcast. And so those were our two sections. And then our next session is I got questions, right? I got questions. And the two questions that we had, uh, the one is the smack talk between Alabama A&M head coach uh, and Dion Sanders, the head coach of JSU uh, recently, There was some uh, back and forth uh, between uh, both sides uh, in the news where, um, you know, the Alabama A&M's head coach, Connell Maynor, uh, took some shots at uh, Dion this week. And, you know, they've had a very, uh, let's say, contentious uh, relationship, you know, when Dion first came to Jackson state, uh, coach Maynor, um, was very, was very vocal and, you know, uh, knocking Dion and saying that they also had their own five-star players, uh, and they actually beat Dion, uh, Jackson and beat Jackson state uh, in the spring they beat them and he took um you know he took shots at Dion then but you know if you're not aware uh coach Dion had surgery you know on his uh toe which limited his ability uh, you could see videos of coach Dion you know moving with a scooter to get around but you know, Coach Maynard said, Coach Sanders, I hurt my ankle getting off the bus the other day. You got an extra scooter for me, which was in uh, was in relation to Coach Dion being seen on a scooter. And he said, if you got an extra scooter, send me one down here. And then Coach Dion's, uh Coach Prime said back, uh, he said, I don't shoot back because I don't do that, even though he's really good at it. he's take, He said he's taking the high road. He said, that's what I do. I take the high road. I'm a different dude, so I don't do that. But you know, everybody's waiting for me to do that. At the conclusion of this, meaning Saturday's game, we're just going to have to wait and see. And so that was the little back and forth. Uh, everybody's not happy about Coach uh, Deion Sanders being at, um, you know, in the SWAC and some of the things that he wants to do. For the SWAC and lifting HBCUs to a more prominent role, but let's just say this: uh, for anybody that wanted to know, Coach Dion got the best out of this conversation because Jackson State put a country whooping on Alabama A&M. What was the score? Oh, <laughs> listen, I think Coach Dion let all his talking be done on the field, and it is not accidental that he beat. Alabama AM 61 to
2: 15.
0: Woo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's 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 a woodshed. That's that yeah.
1: you know. Take
0: that, you to the woodshed, That's a woodshed. Leave you there after I beat you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: 61 61 to 15. And matter of fact, it was um 54 to 7 in the third quarter
0: wow so he took the like, foot off the gas in the fourth quarter
1: Oh, in the fourth
0: oh uh, yeah. yeah it
1: was 54 it was 54 7 at the end of the third wow
0: yeah he took the foot off the gas he just he like yeah we're done yeah we're done i think well, i'll well, say it enough i think
1: i think i proved my point i think i proved my point prove my so
2: point.
1: yeah yeah that was that was the uh, <laughs> that was the, i got questions you know and again i know everybody is not happy about it but i think you know me personally when we reported this before me personally am excited for what coach Dion is doing because he's raising he's raising the stakes for hbcus he's bringing uh attention to hb hbcus mm-hmm. and i really do think that what he's doing is working to help hbcus as a whole i'm loving how he's recruiting You know, um, he's showing up to cities. Mm -hmm. He's going to high school football games. He's also um, using his uh, marketing. He's using his publication, his video team to record everything. He's done a, a mini series. And again, when he gets to a new city, he actually uses his social media to say, hey, I'm coming to your city who's going to cook for me. And then he normally goes to that, uh, in that city, he goes to a house and eats at. And now he's believing that he can get five star, you know, players, four star players. He say, Hey, we're just as good. So I'm loving it. I'm loving what I'm seeing. I I don't, I don't see a problem. I don't either. He's he, Hey, listen, he doesn't believe like other, let me be careful what I'm saying. Mm. There was some belief, shown that hbcus couldn't go after the top recruits Mm. well dion doesn't believe that he's shooting his shot because he's like the only way i know i'm not gonna get them is if they don't sign with me but it's not going to be because i'm not going after them and he's gotten a lot of mm. top Players mm-hmm. to transfer and come. I mean, to Jackson State. Well, first of all, just to, just the
0: name alone, Dion Sanders, greatest quarterback to ever play the game. That's going to draw attention. That's yeah. going to draw attention. If you, especially for a secondary player, if you're a yeah. secondary player, you can you could do no better for yourself than be coached by Dion Sanders for three or four years. Yeah. Let's start there. But on the top of that, if you and I both follow his social media and follow his movements in Jackson State, right? Yeah. Now, what he's doing with that. With all the pr- production and all the uh, different things he's changing, giving them you know suits to wear and for games, and you know traveling first class for buses and 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 how they're traveling for games and things of that nature, using his resources to get these things done. Let's be honest here. You know, it may not be happening for every HBCU, but for this particular HBCU, they look like a D one program. They do. So there's do. no difference.
1: There's no True. difference.
0: So you mean to tell me I can play for Deion Sanders, especially if I'm a defensive player, I can play for Deion Sanders, for you know, be coached by him, get all the intricacies and all the things that I can get out of a D1 program for, and go to Jackson State, be, be HBCU alum, and I can potentially get drafted no nowhere, no, no less than I got drafted at a power five.
1: So what's the issue? What's the issue? I, I think it's because some other people, it, you know, I like to say, if you're the new person coming into a job and showing what could be mm-hmm. now, the people that didn't do what they could have done mm-hmm. gets highlighted and people get upset about it, you know, but Dion is like, Hey, Listen, I'm going to show you how to recruit. If you he's, look, if you
0: look up changing the culture in a dictionary, this is the prime example of changing the culture
1: that 100%, 100%. And he's doing that. And now he's making it cool. Yeah. I mean, he's got a player right from Maryland that was high ranked, right. um, the top, juco defensive back in the nation who actually signed i think with florida Uh um and for whatever situations had to go to juco now he's at jackson state he's gotten uh one of the top linebackers uh listen transfer over he's got a player from tennessee he's gotten players from missouri
0: it's gonna get to a point where he's gonna be much like you know the late great um why is the name escaping right now the um uh, the, the greatest uh, HBCU co- coach of all time, Eddie, Rob- Eddie Robinson. Yes, I, ha- I had, I had, the, I had the last name. I just couldn't oh. figure out the first name for some reason. I don't yeah, know. Eddie Robinson. Eddie Robinson. It's going to get you know. It gets to the right. point where so, it was Eddie Robinson was dominating so much. It was just like you know everybody was just playing for second place. Right. At one point, it's it's getting to that yeah. point early with Dion, in his program. So yep. It, yep. it's almost get a point to a point where he might have to elevate them to higher class of, of football because they're going to get he's going to get the players. They're going to be able to be well-run to the point where they're going to just blow everybody out They playing plan in their conference. You know, it's kind of like with, like, let's take Howard leaving the CIAA years ago, yep. you know, because Howard was playing, they was, they was getting, you know, D1 talent, and they were getting, you know, they had money. That's really what the boy does. They had money, so they could, they, they were drawing interest from better players, so they basically, you know, upped themselves out of Division two, and went Division one AA and played right. the MIAC. So it's going to be something similar like that in, in, in the short run, you know, so I, you know, but again, you looking at it from a from a, a a cultural standpoint and a program standpoint. He's doing nothing but great things for this program. True, you know, I'm sure true. Jackson State their uh, their uh alumni board and their officers are having no problems with Dion and what he's doing.
1: And especially the money that he's brought in. Oh yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, that, and that makes everybody TV, feel good. Yeah, it makes everybody feel good. He's mm-hmm. only lost one game, so and boom. There you go. Um, kudos to that. So, that was. One of the things, and the other, I got question, was just real quick, you mm-hmm. know, is winning a Super Bowl quarterback dependent? Um, I'm going to say no. It isn't? I'm going to say no. Even though they say it, I'm going to say no. I think when it gets to that level, I think getting to the Super Bowl is quarterback dependent. But I still think winning the Super Bowl, you can have a middle-tier quarterback, i.e. Joe Flacco, if you get hot in the Super Bowl, mm. I mean, in the playoffs, and you get to the Super Bowl and you have a strong defense and a good running game, it doesn't have to be great, but mm. a good running game, and you're a middle-tier quarterback, I think you can win the Super Bowl with that equation. I don't think that you have to be a an elite quarterback, too, because if that would have been the case, Green Bay would have won more Super Bowls than they did.
0: Well, that's the problem. That's, that's that's what the party leaving out, and I, I completely totally disagree with you. And I'm and I'm gonna tell you why, is that, yeah, look like Green Bay's only Super Bowl Aaron Rodgers won, they had a good defense, right? Every other year they've gone, they've had a mediocre to bad defense, and it's really cost them the ability to get over that hump and getting past the divisional round or getting past this conference title game because their defense let them down. Let's be real about it. And then you know we argue all, all day about whether or not. Uh, Tom Brady, not Tom Brady, but Aaron Rodgers should have ran and scrambled away from Shaq Barrett <laughs> on that one play, right? We, right. we you and Bo, yeah, both, both both of us were both screaming to each other on chat, like, why did he right. run? Right, right, but right. Regardless of that, if Kevin King doesn't give up that stupid touchdown in okay. the before half, we that whole conversation is another void. And yep. Aaron Rodgers is playing for the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So, the, the point being is this: the quarterback absolutely positively matters. Think about the last. Let's, go, let's just rewind the last few Super Bowl winners. The most of most of them been either either the Eagles, Tom Brady, the Chiefs, or Tom Brady again. So, and what is what did Tom Brady had? You know, in most of those situations, a good defense, right? Bill right. better no one of the best defensive coaches ever. But yet again, they they don't get they don't get past the good teams that have you know high caliber defenses as well like the rams without a good quarterback let's be real they won their last somebody won in new england was all based upon the fact that tom brady willed them to victory at the end of that game you know if you had if you had brian quarterback in the rams <laughs> likely you know the rams likely win that super bowl right. let's be honest. But he's not
1: even middle tier
0: though i mean but you get my point though even right. if you put jared Goff on the patriots versus tom brady on the rams you, you, you that, that doesn't happen Patrick Mahomes wins that game in the second half against the 49ers. The 49ers were winning that game for three quarters.
1: You, put the, you put, put the ginger red shooter on there though. You put, yeah, you put a, the beige water pistol on, on the Chiefs. <laughs> they don't win. I love that. I need to get a t-shirt that says that. Beige, beige, water, water, a pistol. beige
0: water pistol <laughs> with a with a carry top dude with carry top on it. Yeah. So the quarter, with, the way the league is run now. Well, all the rules that are shifted and I hate it, it. It disgusts me. It really does. Makes me sick to my stomach. It really, it really gets underneath my skin. It's one of those. Like you ever got, you ever got a bug on you and you swatted it, but you still feel like it's <laughs> on you for the rest of the day. That's the, that's the, that's what the rules make me feel like. Right. So, you know, all the rules slanted towards offensive players and the way the league is so offensive-driven right now, and it's completely and totally quarterback-dependent. If you don't have a good quarterback, you're not good in a regular season, and you're damn sure not good in the playoffs. And you don't win a good Super Bowl. You don't win a Super Bowl in this day and age without a good quarterback. Mm. Tom Brady, the greatest mm. ever. Patrick Mahomes, one of the best young quarterbacks ever. True. You, you know, so you don't. It, is, it just doesn't happen for you. Period. You know, like I said, it was so. It's so offensive driven, and the game is catered to offensive players. So you have to have a good quarterback. Because the only team, let's be real, the only team we talk about, you know, at the back after this podcast, when it comes later in the season, will be the Bills, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Chargers. The Buccaneers, the Packers, right. the Seahawks, right. the Cardinals, the Cowboys. <laughs> what do they all have in common? A good quarterback.
1: I see your point. I see your point. I see. What, I'm not. I'm not saying that you don't make good points. I'm okay. not saying that you don't make okay. good points at all. I mean, I, 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 I do. I points. do
0: scratch the surface occasionally. You know. You know. <laughs> I do scratch the surface occasionally. I, I do. I do make. I do have a mulligan every now and then. You know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do, yeah, I do have yeah. a hot take here, in here and there. You know, you know, right, I, I right, did do my right. research. So, I did, I did do my homework tonight. I'm not, man, I might not do it every it. night. I did. I, <laughs> you
1: did it tonight. I did it but tonight. But listen, man. I would love to hear what the audience for all those listening tonight and for those that will be listening on the replay. Please let us know your thoughts. Is winning a Super Bowl quarterback dependent? Let us hear. I, I want to hear. Yeah, from I, the I, I would love to hear
0: the comments and feedback for that as well. I yeah, definitely will, yeah, but uh, yeah, clearly yeah. we won't do two two separate sides of the fence on that. But uh, but yeah. yeah, yeah. So now uh, let's
1: get it. Let's get into these weekly picks. We got we got to fix we this. We totally yeah. shit the bed last week. Last yeah. week, yeah. Let's do this. Let's, yeah, let's, let's try get to, to, try let's to get, get to it. Let's try to get
0: to it. <laughs> so, <laughs> lockdown divas blitz. Last segment of the day. Let's get into the a uh, weekly pack of six picks, six pack of picks, six uh, pack
1: of picks. Yeah, say uh, that say while it, you're it. drinking some
0: Hennessy. Right. Say that six with three times fast. Yeah, so game yeah. one, we actually already picked offline. Cause the, the Rams and the Seahawks, the Rams in favor minus one, and we we both picked the Rams in that one. So we We want to know to start the week. So that's already we better go. than last week. There that's we what go. We already want to know. So we picked the Rams to cover at minus one. Yep. So, so the second game of the week is the 49ers versus the Cardinals. The Cardinals are favored by two and a half. I'm half.
1: I'm I'm going with the Cardinals. Uh, they've, they've been hot. They put a shellacking on the Rams last week. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to doubt Kyler Murray – uh, this week. So I'm going with the Cardinals and I'm definitely taking the points. You know, this
0: is where it gets dicey for me because I've been doubting the Cardinals up to this point because I feel like they were always that team that they kind of gets to the midway season, plays well, and then they decline. Yeah, And I feel like the moment I start believing in them, they're going to start playing bad. But you know,
1: that's how it works. Yeah, that's how and it this, works. And this, is, and this could be a very trapped game. Yeah, it could be. Because Trent, that's Yep. yeah Trey Lance they can start. be hot and then all of a sudden they go up against this game like you said it's a game they should win right and then they end up pooping the bed but for me i'm gonna go with the cardinals i'm gonna go to
0: the cardinals i think they'll cover i think i'm not sure what Trey Lance is gonna be you know in that offense and i think they, they got injuries on defensive side as well so i'm right. gonna go with the cardinals I, i'm gonna believe in them and they're gonna mess around and let me down and watch but <laughs> right now i'm gonna go with them okay so we got the browns at the chargers and it's an even spread
1: uh, with the report that the Browns' left tackle,
0: left and right tackle,
1: left and right tackle are hurt, Miles Garrett, even though he's slated to play, he's still dealing with an injury. Mm-hmm. And looking at the Charges and that damn defense, and this shows what having an elite defensive player can do. I'm going to put Durbin James up there as one of those elite impact players. Duran James <laughs> the Chargers that's right. Derwin James to the charges is what Aaron Donald is to the Rams. Oh, that's a hot take. You know, that's a hot yeah. take. Did I hear that, he, America? <laughs> Did you yeah, hear that? He's, that? he's that dude. Without Derwin James and oh, with yeah, Derwin weird. James, you see the difference. He elevates Bosa. He elevates that defensive line and linebackers. Um, again, I, I, I'm here for all the smoke. Derwin James is to the charges what Aaron Donald is to the Rams. So I'm going with the chargers, especially with what I saw with Elker getting, uh, getting started, getting in integrated into the offense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, even though Jared Cook has been on 15 teams in <laughs> eight, ye- eight years and Shannon and listening to Shannon shark, he swears that uh, Jared Cook has no football IQ. Uh, Jared Cook is just athletic. He and is so fast and athletic, fast and athletic. So, yeah. you know, I'm going to go with the charge, especially with an even spread.
0: Oh, you know where I'm going. You know what I'm going. Let's uh, I'm, move on. Dan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the Sunday night game is the hot game of the week. Yeah. Bills versus Chiefs. And the Chiefs are favored by three and a half. I'm going Bills. Oh, my. So am I. The, the win and cover. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going Bills. I, I, I've been banging on this, this bl- block of bricks for oh, over well over a year. Cause yep. I know better than anybody else, being a Chargers fan, the Chiefs' defense is not good. It's not good, and you saw what we did. We went in the arrowhead and did. So I'm I'm here to tell you that the Bills are, are prime and ready to to take over and beat the Chiefs. Yep. So I, I'm going Bills as well. I'm going Bills yep. to win and cover. Okay. So I believe this is the money night game: the Colts versus the Ravens. The Ravens are favored by six and a half. So they got they they got to win by a touchdown. They cut, they, in order to they pick the Ravens, you got they got to win by a touchdown. I'm going with the Ravens to cover. I'm going to go with the Colts because I'm going to say the Colts don't they don't cover the spread. I think the Ravens will win. But if I'm betting, I have to go with the Colts to not, to not cover the spread. So I think they will okay. win lose by less than six. But I look six and a half. So they lose by six or less. that I win in the, the bet. So I'm going to go with the Colts not to cover, but the Ravens will win the game. Okay. All right. So last game was the Packers versus the Bengals. And the Packers are favored by, by minus three. <laughs>
1: Ooh, this is this is a little difficult. This is a trap uh, game
0: because the Bills, the Bengals are fi- uh, three and one, and the Packers. You know they, Jair Alexander's hurt. Now, I'm not sure Jalen Smith's gonna play this week. I mean, because he just right. got there. And it's a trap game f- to me. So for me, it's a trap <laughs> game for the for the Bengals. For the Bengals, uh, they, they can literally trap the Packers in the and in then in beating them.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And and they're playing and they're playing in Cincinnati. Yes. It's not
0: cold yet, so that don't really matter. But yeah, that, that's a rough one
1: for the spread, at least. Oh, man. I'm. You know what? I'm going to take the Packers and the points, but I think the Bengals win. No, I think I'm going to take Packers. I'm going to take the Packers.
0: To so win by more than three? To
1: win by more than three. Okay. I really want to say the Bengals. I really I, want I to do, say. do, but the bingos. I can't. I can't. I can't jump on that bandwagon. I just can't do
0: it. Yeah. Like, I,
1: like, I don't know about Joe Mixon. If he's he's probably not gonna play. Yeah. Oh man. Ah, oh, let's see. And Rodgers has eight ninety seven, eight touchdowns, two interceptions. Joe Burrow has nine eighty eight, nine touchdowns, four interceptions. See, I'm. They got T Higgins, Jamar Chase. Tyler Boyd
0: Tyler Boyd you know what CJ it was Mazada was Alma listen, listen,
1: listen I'm 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 hot take? I'm gonna flip it a hot take I'm going Cincy okay I'm going Cincy at home
0: all right well I, I, I'm a chicken I'm 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 chicken I'm I'm Colonel Sanders so I'm gonna go with the Packers
1: <laughs> okay Colonel Sanders good one good one
0: good one. I'm Colonel Sanders so yeah I, I'm gonna go to Packers on that one but yeah well that's it man that's that's our six pack of picks for the week uh, we'll recap how we went, how we did with this particular week, and uh, hopefully it'll be better than two and four, because we were down bad last week, I'll tell you that. Ooh, yeah, yeah. but outside yeah. of technical difficulties, with another good show. Appreciate everybody's viewership. Replay Squad has been hot and heavy. I've been watching the show on Recap, so appreciate that love and support on YouTube and all other platforms. So, see the show, love, like, care, like comments, share, and subscribe. As we'll be back next week for another uh, episode of, Co- of Coach and Kurt Sports Talk, episode 39. Live and direct, uh, Twitch.tv says Lockdown Defense Sports at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right in your living room. For the meantime, in between time, I'm Coach Defense, that's Coach Kurt. We'll see you when you see you. Step up and lock it down.